Hello and welcome to episode eight of the Endpoint Zone with Brad Anderson. Brad, welcome back yeah. to the Channel Nine Studios. That's exciting. Great to be here. Yeah, great, great to have you here. And this is the first episode that we've done since the live episode that we did Ignite. at Microsoft Ignite a little over a month ago. So we've had some yeah. pretty cool stuff come out. Probably. Um, the biggest thing that we've seen and actually produced is the dual use capabilities that we've now got inside of the Microsoft Office apps on iOS mm -hmm. um, and on Android as well. So pretty incredible things. Um, those are kind of cool. We've also got some um, announcements around uh, Configuration Manager. Yeah, that's actually reached preview the, two. Yeah, the Preview 2 milestone. Amazing stuff as well. And there's also been some nice information come out from a couple of the um, the folks that watch the market, which I think is really kind of important information. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been a very busy couple of months for us, so yeah, kind of kind of cool stuff. Yeah, it's kind of good to get through June. You know, it's the end of our fiscal year. We've been super busy helping the field and supporting the field and, and closing a, a significant amount of business. But let's start with dual use. Yeah, okay? that's, that's where things get really You know, this exciting. is one of those interesting things. Over the past year, as we've been really walking organizations through what our strategy is with respect to mobile application management mm -hmm. uh, and the office apps, almost without exception, customers would come and ask us, but you know, hey, mo my users want to be able to use and need to be able to use the office apps in their personal life and in their business life or their corporate mm -hmm. life, their work life. And you know, it, it's been kind of one of those challenges where we knew what we wanted to do, but it wasn't done yet, so we really couldn't you know, tell our customers about it. But at Ignite, we announced that the SDK and the wrappers are all available for that, and it really has been quite phenomenal I think the work that the team has done, and, and second, the way the market has reacted to it. So let's just kind of walk through the use case, and then I'll, let's show it for a minute. And this is, I just want to point out why this is such a groundbreaking thing. Yeah. We are probably the only software company on earth that actually has apps that people, people want, want to use, use in both yeah. their personal life and their corporate life. Yeah, it's, you know. a, it's a unique situation to be yeah. in. So we have some unique challenges there that we really had to, as a company, go address. And this is a great. And trying solution. to figure out that balance of. You know, one way to, to tackle the problem is you could have like one version of Word for corporate use and one version of Word for business use or, or for personal use. And we really just don't like that model. We don't like yeah. this kind of application proliferation and having this explosion of applications in the various stores. So we really wanted to tackle the problem in terms of how can we build intelligence into the apps that can understand, hey, am I working in a personal context? Am I working in a, in a work context? And then have logic built into the apps themselves that help the user based upon the understanding of, of, of what context the user is in. Yeah, because it, it's kind of clunky. When you are a user and you have to go into application A in order to use corporate email, application B to use personal email, mm -hmm. and then you might have to go and create a, word, a, a text document in application C and then try and do something for work in application D, and it becomes very fragmented as a user. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, working with the office organization, we really had focused in on what's the best way to do this that is both simple, simple but also delivers the data leakage protection that, that uh, organizations require with the empowerment and simplicity that users want. Yeah. Okay. Right. Maybe the best thing is to show it. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, first of all, let's just go jump onto an iPad here. And so if I come onto this iPad here, it's just you know a pretty standard thing. If I take a look here, I've got a number of the apps uh, installed on this from you know just from the from the Apple Store. Now what I'm going to do is let's go into Word and let's start in Word. So I've opened up Word right now, and actually Word doesn't know if I'm in a corporate context or I'm in a personal context. But we've actually built logic into this, so based upon where I open a file from, mm -hmm. it's going to make some decisions. And so what I just did here, and actually I'm just going to go back here and to, to show this again, I went and opened up a document, and I opened that document out of OneDrive for Business. I opened up this, uh, this sales um, a document. 
Now, because it's coming out of OneDrive for Business, Word is saying, hey, this is a corporate document, mm -hmm. and I'm going to go ahead and apply whatever data leakage protection policies the corporation has defined. Yeah. So let's go show that in action. So I come in here now, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, copy. Let me minimize that. Let's go ahead, and I'm going to copy all that information. Okay, so now I've got that on the clipboard. Now, if I go to something like I go to Twitter, so I'm sitting in Twitter now, and I'm going to go create a tweet. When I go to try to paste that, you can see that I'm not able to paste because it's not allowing me to copy corporate information into a personal app. Yeah, because Twitter's not being pushed down by the company. That's right. Absolutely. It's not, it's not MAM-enabled. It doesn't understand the concepts of mm -hmm. containers and, and all the encryption that we're doing there. But now if I go into Outlook, and this is one of the most interesting ones because with Outlook and the new version of Outlook, we actually have the most, what people are rating as the highest rated and most most easy to use email app on iOS and on Android. Yeah, and they're not just saying that against things like uh, Exchange and Outlook.com. They're saying it about the other major email providers out there. It's mm -hmm. the best application on iOS. It's fascinating to, to read these to articles where people are saying, who would have thought my email app that I love on my iPad or my iPhone comes from Microsoft? Yeah. Okay, so typical scenario here. I'm sitting in email. I'm going to go ahead and create a new email. I'm going to go paste that information that I just copied from Word. And, you know, and it works just like you, you would expect it to work. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where I think you get to really see the, the, the dual use work that we've done in action. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to switch now between my corporate account and my personal account. So I'm going to go to my Hotmail account. So now I'm sitting in my Hotmail account. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the exact same thing. I go in, I create an email, but this time, when I minimize that, when I go to paste, nothing. The paste doesn't work. Yeah. It's the same app, but the app understands what is personal, what is business, and it's applying the data leakage protection policies just to my business use, but staying away from all my personal use. So it means that you're not going to accidentally end up leaking data or intentionally leaking data as well. So pretty kind of cool. Yeah, it, it, it really is a great solution. And, you know, I, I, I think we've just got, you know, our apps people want to use in their personal life and in their business life. You know, I've yet to hear anybody who's using another EMM solutions email say, man, I wish I could use that in my personal life. It's just people just don't say that. It's just because yeah. it's not a good experience. Yeah. But with the Accompli acquisition and then start to marry into that, the, the work that we're going to do from the Sunrise acquisition from Calendaring, mm -hmm. we do have what the market is saying is the best email application on Windows on iOS, on Android. It's all been enabled for our MAM capabilities to be managed by Intune in the Enterprise Mobility Suite. And we've now extended that to Word, Excel, PowerPoint, OneDrive for Business, OneNote. They're all dual use enabled. And as the MAM enabled Skype for Business and Yammer come out over the next several months, they'll have all that, all that MAM capability and the dual use built into it. Yeah, and it does, it, it does become an incredibly compelling experience. They're the best apps. They're the best rated when you look in the, in the app stores. They are by far the most friendly apps to use. They're the most, um, you get the best document fidelity when you're working between different mm -hmm. applications. It really is a good experience. And this, this is a first in the industry. There's no other solution in the industry that understands this concept of dual use like what we have built. Mm -hmm. You know, and you think about it, there's only a handful of apps that people want to use both in their business life and their, and their personal life. It's Office. Yeah. It's the browser. We have the managed browser for the, for the various platforms. And then you've got things like Adobe. You know, and so we've got all those things covered and we're unique in our ability to cover those applications for use in your personal life and in your work life. Mobile Iron, AirWatch, good. They can't do yeah, it. They just don't have the, the apps to compete with that, yeah. not the apps that people want to use anyway. That's right. Um, so the next thing that we, um, that we uh, did very, very recently, in fact, today, today? on the day of filming, um, technical preview two yeah. of ConfigMan. Very, very big deal in terms of some of the things that maybe people don't necessarily immediately realize about what this change means. Yeah, I think the, the, 
the biggest change that I don't think really the market has internalized yet is as Windows 10 moves to be delivered as a service, mm -hmm. so we're constantly updating the Windows capabilities, I don't know that everyone has kind of put together in their mind the fact that your management solution also has to move to a service, otherwise it can't keep up. Yeah. And this is a big deal. It you is. Know, you think about huge. what's happening in the, in, in the PC management realms. Uh, you know, so first of all, we know that Config Manager has been the, you know, it's, it's the... It's the solution that everybody uses. Yeah. You know, number two in market share to Config Manager has like five or six percent market share. You know, Config Manager manages by far the bulk of the world's devices. But about two years ago, we started doing this work to basically cloud enable or cloud connect Config Manager. Mm -hmm. And we did that for this hybrid scenario of Intune and Config Manager working together. Yeah. You know, and at that point, we were just beginning the work on Windows 10, but we knew that we needed to have this hybrid scenario so that as we updated Intune, Config Manager could automatically be updated to have that single pane of glass. Mm -hmm. It's been fantastic that that work has also now given us and paved the way for us to cloud-enable Config Manager so that Config Manager mm -hmm. is also now being delivered as a service just like Windows 10 will. Yeah, and that's a, it is a huge thing because we can expect new features to land in Windows 10 and very quickly be lit up inside of ConfigMan, which really matters when, you're, when you are the IT pro that's supporting this kind of thing. If you don't have that system that's going to keep up, then when your execs turn around to you and say, hey, we really like this um, data loss prevention technology which is coming in yeah. in Windows 10, and then you have to say, oh, actually, we can't do anything with that because yeah. our uh, infrastructure yeah, doesn't so, so let's yet. get a little more context on that. In fact, this morning I, I finished writing blogs number five and six of a whole series we're going to put out in the next couple of weeks mm -hmm. on Win, uh, Windows 10 and Config Manager. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we're a couple of weeks away from the general availability or the, or the release and manufacturing of Windows 10. Mm -hmm. We already know what's kind of coming in the next the iteration, next wave, the yeah. next iteration. And, you know, we've talked for a year now with the market about the fact that Windows 10 is going to be delivered as a service. Well, what we've now got with Config Manager is the ability as, you know, these new capabilities come out in Windows 10, we can simply update Intune. Intune then updates Config Manager, and, and Config Manager can now stay up with all the updates that are going to continually flow out of Windows 10. None of the PC management vendors can do this. And, yeah. and to be honest, it took us a couple of years to get this architected in a way to do it right. You know, so what I've been advising people when, I, when I've even called on these blogs is, if you're not using Config Manager today, if you're using Landesk or Altiris or, you know, there's a whole bunch of these small vendors that have got a very, very small market share, it is time to move. Yeah. It is time to move, and Windows 10, I think, is one of those catalysts because you have to have your PC management solution being delivered as a service in order to keep up with all the changes that Windows is going to be affecting. Yeah, and it's, it's also interesting to look at TP2 from the other point of view of one of the reasons that people don't necessarily leap to Intune is that they're a little bit cloud reluctant, mm -hmm. and particularly with device management for Windows 10, we've thought about that, and actually we're going to be able to do Windows 10 MDM on-prem using uh, ConfigMan, with that Intune connection so that we can continue to service it. Yeah, and that was one of the three things that we announced this morning in technical preview, too, of, of the next version of Config Manager. And what you're specifically referring to is, is the ability now for us to do mobile device management of Windows 10 devices from Config Manager. Mm -hmm. Now, it does require the hybrid connection to Intune because that's how we're going to continually update Config Manager. But the way that we've built this is, you know, Intune is just the edge of your Config Manager deployment. And all the data, even though it gets reported to Intune initially, all get stored in Config Manager. We don't store any of it in the cloud. Yeah. And so if, if you're an organization that you know has some concerns about having anything in the cloud at all, you can use Config Manager, this next version, to do all your PC management, all your mobile device management of Windows devices, and have all your data simply stored in your Config Manager database, and all and it's all there, and there's none in the cloud. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually fantastic to see this level of innovation going directly into the product. And 
There's one thing as well which I particularly like from the announcement, and that is that we're going to support Config Man running inside of Azure IaaS as well, yep. which is great. We've supported it inside of uh, a virtualized environment for, well, as long as I can remember, mm -hmm. actually. But it's a pretty fantastic thing. It's presumably driven by the fact that people are turning around to us and saying, hey, we'd like to run this inside of the cloud. Yeah. And one of the really fun things that we have seen since we released the service packs for mm -hmm. the 2012 and 2012 releases in May is we're now getting a bunch of telemetry back through those service packs. And one of the things that has really surprised us is how many customers are already running various uh, config manager roles in IaaS on Azure. Mm -hmm. That's one of the data points we yeah. get back through the And we're just seeing you know, hundreds and hundreds of customers. You know, man, I, honestly, I would say of all the customers that are reporting back telemetry right now, well north of 50% of them are running one of their one of their roles inside of IaaS on Azure, and that's been exciting to see. Yeah, it's a, it's phenomenal that people are actually yeah. actually taking advantage of that technology. And there's a couple of other things just to kind of quickly point out on, on, on a technical preview too of Config Manager. We also now are going to be able to do use peer caching to actually uh, cache mm -hmm. the images. Yes. And so if you're going to be upgrading your, your PCs and you want to be able to use peer caching, especially in a branch office, we can bring that down to just one device and then peer cache that out to all, all the other devices in a branch office. Bandwidth savings, it's, it's, it's a great solution. Yeah, that's going to actually be one of those things that's that solves somebody's huge problems out there. Some people have huge dilemmas around that kind of thing. And then the final thing that we've done is um, we also now have the ability to be able to sideload a universal app. And so if you're developing these universal applications for your company, we now have the ability with Technical Preview 2 to be able to sideload side load those in through Config Manager to get to get deployed. Yeah, yeah, very, very important stuff. Yeah, and I think these this universal app, again, I don't think this is something that, that really everybody, especially in the IT community, has really internalized yet. The fact that you can write a single application, and that single application can run on a HoloLens, mm -hmm. on a phone, on a tablet, on a PC, on a, on a Surface Hub, and it's one single app yeah. with one code base, that is an engineering feat. It's an engineering marvel that nobody has done yet. And just to kind of you know, maybe bring this home, if you take a look at the Apple ecosystem, you have to write a different app for a Mac versus iOS. Mm -hmm. If you take a look at the Google ecosystem, it's a different app for Android versus Chrome or Chromebooks. Yeah. Microsoft now, with what we have accomplished with Windows 10, it's one app, a universal app that runs on all form factors, including Xbox, yeah. uh, across all of them. That's an engineer, as an engineer, that it's, is an awe that, that's an awe-inspiring thing to me what the Windows team has done. Yeah, they have done some absolutely incredible work to, to make that happen under the hood. And I think we're going to start to see the fruits of that labor for, the, for probably a few decades to come as people yeah. start to be able to um, really reduce their costs of ownership around uh, a lot of the technology. So I'm excited about universal pretty, apps. I think yeah. universal apps are pretty exciting. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those things that maybe is a little bit of a slow burner for a start, but then will really kick off. Yeah. Um, so the final thing that, uh, that we want to talk about in this episode is... It's the time of year when uh, our friends over at Gartner start releasing yeah. information about a how the magic industry has done. Out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we've done pretty well, I think. Yeah, and the, the, you know, many of us have worked with these magic quadrants for many, many years. Uh, the thing that I find maybe the most fascinating about this year's release or wave of these is uh, as organizations are really thinking about what their enterprise mobility strategy is and really what this kind of modern architecture is going to be for, the, for enterprise mobility, you can't just look at one of these magic quadrants because there are a number of areas converging. It's converging very rapidly, and Gartner has just not converged the magic quadrants yet. Mm -hmm. And so what you're looking at here right now that Simon has up on the screen is there are actually three magic quadrants that we think are relevant here. And so as you think about what your enterprise mobility platform is going to be, you have to take into consideration the tools to do enterprise mobility management, yep. identity management, mm -hmm. and then PC lifecycle management. And these three magic quadrants are actually those three that were published in the last six or seven weeks. Yeah. And one of the things to point out on these three magic quadrants, if you look at it, there's only two companies that appear 
in all three, mm -hmm. Microsoft and IBM. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, for a number, for more than a year, you and I have talked a lot about this with the, with the market, with the community, is we know that PC management and, and mobile device management is converging. Yeah. You know, in fact, one of the things that, that, uh, that I did while we were at Ignite is I asked everyone on my direct reports as they were in their customer meetings to ask the question, hey, if you've deployed an enterprise mobility management solution, which team is actually responsible for the operations of it? Between myself and my direct reports, we met with 62 customers at Ignite, every one. Mm -hmm. said it's converged into the PC management team, yep. which is the config manager team. Yeah. And so, you know, these organizations are really looking for that single pane of glass that does PC management and mobile device management. That's the, that's the uh, config manager team. We're the only solution that has actually integrated our mobile device management into config manager. Yeah. Okay, so we know that convergence is happening. And then the second thing that we know is happening is identity is also converging with this. And there's some fascinating data points that have come out on this even recently. We know that, you know, first of all, when we talk about enterprise mobility, it's not about mobility of the device. It's about mobility of the human and the human spirit and the human experience. Yeah. That all keys off of identity. You know, users need to be, have the ability to walk up to any device in the world, authenticate with their identity, mm -hmm. and then be given access to what they need to do their jobs. Well, we know that identity plays that core fundamental role in mobility management. And in fact, you actually see that if you dive into the, the magic quadrant for EMM, there was a fourth category added this year on identity, but it's just super yeah, uh, tight, isn't it? It's, yeah, very, it's, it's, very, it's not very deep. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very narrow. Um, and so we see this converging, and we've built you know, the, the enterprise mobility suite with all this built into it. Mm -hmm. So my biggest piece of advice as I talk to people or as customers ask me about the magic quadrants, you know, I tell them you need to make sure you step back and take a look at what you think the long-term solution is going to be, and then make sure you're taking into consideration all the magic quadrants that are relevant. And in our belief, that's the enterprise mobility management magic quadrant, identity as a service, and PC lifecycle management. And if you look at those three magic quadrants and the velocity and the position, Microsoft is the clear choice. Yeah, and you can see from um, just our longevity as well inside of PC management, we've been in that quadrant, in the leader quadrant, for 11 years, mm -hmm. which is... I mean, it's, fr it's yeah. fantastic, frankly. Which is personally gratifying because I, I, I took over the SCCM team 12 years ago. <laughs> Excellent. That seems like it's a, a, a perfectly timed uh, time set of quadrants. So, yeah. uh, so pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, um, it's just, I, just, I, I can't help myself on this one, but I just want to point out, you know, if, if customers believe, if everyone watching this believes like we do, mm -hmm. that identity is converging, that PC management is converging with enterprise mobility management, if you ask yourself, you know, the question about if I look at the leaders, for example, or others mm -hmm. in the Magic Quadrant Enterprise Mobility Management, their PC management capabilities are just weak. Yeah. Their identity management capabilities are either non-existent or super weak. Mm -hmm. And so I think you really have to step back and ask yourself, what is our long-term enterprise mobility platform and architecture? And you have to be comprehensive as you think about that. Yeah, and I guess that's one of the reasons why we were, we were put into the Visionary Quadrant because we are. We have that long-term right. vision. It's, That's a, right. it's a very important place to be. So I think that brings us to the end of the episode for this month. Um, quite a lot of cool stuff in there. Tons more um, information will be coming out over the course of the next month. We've got a Windows yeah. 10 launch to go through. Yeah. So there'll be a whole load of extra um, things coming on for that. And we're going to have a special episode on the, uh, the next episode. is going to be just about Windows 10 um, and around some of the cool mobility features that, uh, that we're bringing to market uh, with Windows 10. So come back, check for that. Um, also, just want to make you guys aware, we have some really cool apps for being able to look at the shows on Channel 9. Um, you can watch them on your Xbox, you can watch them on all your mobile devices. Those uh, apps are all available at aka.ms slash ch9apps. So go take a look at those. We really want to get people um, being able to use the apps to be able to consume more of the shows that we do here.
Um, Brad, thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you guys next time on the next Endpoint Zone.